All right, y'all, it's spring, and you know what that means. It's time to start planning our summer festival traveling. Yep, it's time to get into my Airbnb bag cross-country, a.k.a. uh, time to visit my homes all across the country. And you know what I never think about? Why not list my own spot on Airbnb and host some folks at my house? I mean, my house is cute. Yes, let's make money while we're spending money. Just trying to help you out, man, because your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Questlove Supreme is a production of iHeartRadio. Wait, we're doing this on GarageBand? Suprema, Suprema Roll Call. Audition, Suprema, Suprema Roll Call. Suprema, Suprema Roll Call. Suprema, Suprema Roll Call. Oh, Lord, my feelings. Yeah. I can't control. Yeah. Because we finna talk to. Yeah. Miss Mocha Soul. Roll Call. Suprema, Suprema Roll Call. Suprema, Suprema Roll Call. My name is Sugar. Yeah. And I don't care. Yeah. Because I just met Tootie. Yeah. And we're friends with Blair. Roll Call. Suprema, Suprema Roll Call. Every Wednesday. Yeah. That's when we're on. Yeah. My name's Boss Bill. Yeah. And that's one to grow on. Roll Call. Suprema, Suprema Roll Call. Suprema, Suprema Roll Call. It's Laia. Yeah. With Kim the Queen. Yeah. If you're unsure. Yeah. Reference regime. Roll Call. Suprema, Suprema Roll Call. My name is Suprema. Suprema Roll Call. Kimmy. Yeah. I'm in the house. Yeah. I'm in New York. Yeah. I saw a mouse. Roll call. That was a wrap. Suprema roll call. Suprema. Suprema roll call. Suprema. Suprema roll call. I'm so glad someone gets me. I'm currently, as we speak, I'm currently house shopping right now. And my second question is, any vermin? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm out. I, I've given houses away because of <laughs> what in the richness? Oh, you better my that my richness. Your, wait, your current colors? You, you the one that the talk? Are oh, you talking about? Don't she still oh. lives there? Yes. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, that house. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He I saw, I saw a few rats in there. I was like, hey, happy, Merry Christmas. But you moved on, Dawn. Up, brother. <laughs> 
kept on. Your sister, yes, that's what he did. Yes. He gave the rat house to his I sister. I gave my rat house to my sister. What a guy. All right, guys. Uh, Quest Love here. Uh, you may have heard me. Uh, we got Bill. We got Lai here. We got Steve. And um, a family member who's still out getting cigarettes. He said that he'd come <laughs> home eventually, but I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm not being curt, but uh, there's really no time to waste. And it's not every day a, a guy gets to interview his uh, childhood uh, celebrity What'd question. you say? Anyway. Um, <laughs> I don't wanna, that, that, that makes two of us. I don't want to waste the act. I want to waste a second on uh, acting royalty. Um, I will say that our guest today uh, is pretty much maybe the reason I sort of kind of talk to uh, bottles of syrup every uh, <laughs> Pancake Saturday. Wait, in black households, is is, set, is pancakes on a Saturday like an event? Yes, yes. Yeah. Any, any day of the a regular the, event. A regular event. No, what? for black households, like that was a treat. Yes, that was a Saturday treat. Saturday pancakes. You ain't got time for it no other time of day. <laughs> the week. Yeah. Uh, no, I survived off of like tasty cakes and quarter waters during the week. <laughs> for Saturdays, yeah, that's 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 when we rich. That's when the cat, you know, check out cash. Um, uh, the first black roller skater I ever knew. Uh, <laughs> the reason why I fell in love with any girl who wore braces in my in my uh, school. Um, Made them cute. You did make them cute. Oh yeah, the only, the only person whose character truly understands uh, what uh, dejection from a Jackson means, <laughs> especially when one <laughs> works, so works so hard that. to give them gifts that they made with their own money. Anyway, um, and a fact that most people don't know: uh, without this person, the the empire known as friends ah. would have never existed yes like did you know this yeah your your beloved chandler joey monica why are you looking and at me Phoebe, Phoebe, I, and, I, I get it. and rachel i'm the friends fan and, no i'm just saying you're not alone steve and chad and becky whoever else is on friends <laughs> there was no chad and becky you missed joey With, without without our guest today none of that would have been possible uh, yeah, no, seriously, ladies and gentlemen, acting royalty on Quest Love Supreme today. Welcome, the incomparable Madam Kimberly <laughs> Victoria Fields. Yeah. Quest Love Supreme. Yeah. Finally. What an intro. Finally. Man, how long we've Not been bad. trying to do this? I know, we've been doing oh, oh, five-minute in- yeah. intro. <laughs> wow. That's, dude, Thank I'm, you for that intro. I'm getting I'm, better. I'm first getting little sister on TV, for real. I'm, yeah, seriously. That's dope. Um, no, seriously, we have so many questions to ask in so little time. So, uh, Kim, yes. where were you born? Harlem, right here. Really? And I'm Kim. I was born Kim Victoria, not Kimberly. Oh, Kim Victoria. Yes. Just Kim is three yes. letters. Okay. Yes. We mm-hmm. will. I, but I was trying to. Because your love, you can call me Kimberly, even though that ain't No, no, name. we would not. I was just <laughs> trying to you, so, give you the you proper. Know. I appreciate respect. it. Respect. <laughs> respect due. Um, what, what were your memories of Harlem? How long did you live there? Six years. Really? Yeah, from zero to six. So what what, are, what were your memories of Harlem growing up? Is it anything close to the yeah. gentrified? Uh... Well, not the gentrified part, no. But, I mean, like, my, my building is still there. My park is still there. My beloved St. Nicholas Park, the, the whole grass lawn that we used to sled down in, you know, cardboard boxes because who had sled, sleds, you know? Right. Or you get them old busted up tires and you, you slide down. Right, right. Um, the cracks on the sidewalk. Uh, in front of uh, my grandmother's building, which was um, 654 St. Nick's. So, you know, um, it's, uh, it's, it's nothing but love. The other day I went in front of my elementary school, uh, PS92. Really? Yep. Still looks wow. the same. 
Any other notable peers of yours growing up in that area or? Uh, I don't remember where they lived, but uh, Danielle Spencer, who played D on What's Happening. Right. <clears throat> so um, basically my mom and a whole bunch of other amazingly talented actors would go to acting school in St. Philip's Church. Al Fan used to hold uh, his classes there, okay. uh, the Al Fan Theatrical Ensemble. And so basically all of like the dopest actors on the planet were in New York and in that environment in the early 70s. Uh, and so, you know, some of them who had kids, they couldn't afford babysitters like us. And so um, we would be at the at the acting classes imitating what we saw our parents doing to keep ourselves entertained. And so Danielle was there because her stepdad, Tim Pelt, got rest his soul, he was there. Um, and, um, and your mother yeah. was a part of this troupe? Yes. Okay, so we would be remiss. Are you tired of people coming up to you Saying how much their mom is, your mom has traumatized them all their lives. <laughs> no, I don't need that evil cackle right now. I know. <laughs> but <laughs> I got you. I'm just saying. In, I thought about her. I got you. In, in, okay, yes, of course, now that we're adults, we know what acting is. Yes. But let's take it back like. 30 years or whatever. Yeah, yeah. How many of your friends were traumatized at the sight of your mom? Yeah. <laughs> for, for those that haven't seen no. Good Times. Oh, God. Yeah. Please, tell them, Bill. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Kim's mother played, uh, uh, what was her? Penny. Well, no, I Penny's know Penny, mom. but what was, oh. what, was her, what was her character's name? I can't remember. Mrs. Gordon. Mrs. Gordon, yes. Yeah. Yeah, Mrs. Gordon. Her Penny. name was. <laughs> yeah. We never had her name. <laughs> that was her yeah. name. She, she was Penny's mom. Penny, of course, was was Janet Jackson, and Penny was being abused by her mother. Woo, child. And, yes, and, Lord. And Burned with an iron, I said. Miss mm-hmm. Miss Chip Fields played the hell out of that mm-hmm. part. Yes, she did. Yeah. Yes, she yeah. did. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ho, Yeah. Like, that, that hit home. Like, if I ever see her in the street, you know, it's a hat, tip yeah. of the hat, and, you know, what do you yeah. need? What can I get for you? So you're just saying that watching your mother in these workshops prompted you to also follow no, suit? Or? Not, no, that was just the, the, the intro and, and kind of the environment to just be exposed to it all. Uh, it wasn't until I actually saw her um, and saw the environment uh, when mom was doing um, Hello, Dolly! with Pearl Bailey on Broadway and on tour that I really started getting a sense of all that goes into this, you know, and, and the people who were a part of the craft and makeup and hair and wardrobe and sets and props and all of that. And then when you see it all come together as a little kid, you know, looking at it on, on stage, and that's, that's really what, what got me into it. So was it commercials first that yes. you... What was your mm-hmm. very first commercial? You know. Mrs. Butterworth yeah, was your first? Yeah, that uh, was my first. So with technology not being as advanced as it was back then, were you just speaking to a... A still bottle. A still, okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was one, you know. With, yeah. With, it was uh, just a just a bottle that was just there. Oh, another uh, course love first. So I'll say that Baby I'm Back was technically... The first sitcom I was allowed to watch. Okay. I wasn't allowed to watch TV much back then. But yeah. Because you guys came on right after uh, the Jacksons. And <laughs> <laughs> in, in 76, 77, the, the Jacksons had. Uh, yes, they did. Their, their summer own, specials. Yeah, variety show. Mm-hmm. And so you were, uh, uh, I think your character was Angie. Yes. Uh, and Baby, I'm back with, uh, it was. D- uh, Damon Wilson's Demond. first. Damon Wilson. Demond. Uh-huh. Yeah, I never. That's how he pronounced his name. Yeah. yeah. Demond. Demond. Like he was a Shakespearean actor. <laughs> <laughs> he may have been. 
I know he was a preacher too, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Demond Wilson. Mm-hmm. And Denise and the Nicholas. Great, and the great yes. Denise Nichols. Yes, Who yes. plays your brother on the show? Tony Holmes. Okay. I, I don't know what became of him or whatever, but yeah. My mom loved Denise Nichols, so I guess, mm-hmm. you know. Everybody's was, mom everybody loved did, Denise. Yes. Yeah. And everybody's uncle loved Denise. My yeah. uncle. <laughs> no, he was so happy when I got that job. Really? Yes. Uh, everyone oh, everyone volunteered yes, to. Oh, up yeah. until the heat of the night? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Up until yeah, I mean, well, that's when the last time you really started start seeing her. Oh, okay. Are you? I'm like, why are you snarking? These <laughs> no, praise her. Um, what? So that was your very first sitcom. Yes. What? Mm-hmm. So, how easy was it for you to adjust to that environment? Um, it was definitely a learning uh, uh, experience. You know, um, for example, I didn't know about continuity, and so uh, we did a scene, and I was supposed to come into the uh, kitchen area from having been awakened. And so we did the take, you know, one time, and then I thought I was backstage, and I thought, well, if I was asleep, my hair should be a little messy. So I mussed my hair, and then they came out, and they were like, cut? Who touched her hair? What happened? (laughs) (laughs) So that was the first time I learned about continuity. You took matters in your own hands. Yeah, absolutely. And things like, you know, don't look in the camera and don't laugh at your own jokes and don't laugh at other people's jokes and, you know, stuff like that. Right. um, so it definitely was um, was a lot of fun, you know, but it was it was on the job training because I'd never done a series before. And by that point, you moved to Los Angeles. Yeah. So what was that transition like? Because the 70s, I mean, a lot of people don't even realize that for a lot of African-Americans, like, you know, we've only known the current environment that we're in right now for mm-hmm. just 50 years. So... <laughs> I'll say for at least the first 10 years, I, I'm sure that it was a learning curve for anyone in in Hollywood mm-hmm. in the 70s. Uh, sure. Kind of trekking uncharted territory that wasn't previously available to them any decades or time before. So what was it like coming? Like, what were your memories of moving to L.A. like? Well, I, w- I went to school back at PS92. I went to school that morning, and uh, when I came back to our apartment, the little few things that we had, including, like, my little Easy Bake Oven and, you know, those sort of, like, everything, my, my Viewmaster, everything was packed up. It wasn't a whole lot. And my mom said, we're moving to L.A. tonight. And I was like, Without oh, warning, okay. No, just because just, we hadn't, I just went to school like any other day. So why did y'all end up moving to L.A.? So Mom had been there uh, when she toured with Hello, Dolly, and she just felt like that area had more opportunities work-wise. Um, Harlem in the um, early to mid-'70s was a lot different than it is now, mm-hmm. uh, and so Mom just thought that that was going to be a better look for Thank us. Uh, and so she, she you know, packed us up, and, and we went out there. One of the other guy persons who was a part of the uh, acting troupe that uh, Al Fan had was Lawrence Hilton Jacobs. Oh. And him and my mom were like brother and sister. And so when we came out to L.A., he was like, you know, Chip, I got you, and the guy Kimmy, and, you know, whatever you guys need. And so what you're talking about right there, you know, that there was really no blueprint. Mm-hmm. And everybody just kind of, you know, that village holding it together and he figuring it out. Book. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, because he had gone out there and booked uh, Welcome Back, Cotter. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so he knew kind of the ropes, but it was still different for, you know, a female and a female with a little kid. Um, and so uh, we moved and, and got an apartment eventually in West Hollywood. And then mom started working. Then I started working. How does that work? That's what I was wondering because I'm like, you guys are both working actors. Yeah. Of course, her more than you. Right, right. But how does she do that? How is she mom 
and agent manager and right. then her own career. Right. Well, she was never she was agent manager. manager. Not, I meant no. her. I just meant, okay. So yeah. she wasn't a momager? No, she was oh, not okay. a momager. She okay. was mom and it stopped right there. Okay. And one thing I always, to this day, I marvel at, like, like mom had me when she was 18. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, it's like she, she's such a good parent, but she knew nothing about parenting. She was a kid herself. And, you know, just, just how, did that, how did she know the stuff to, to teach me and to pour into me? Mm-hmm. And to know things like, hey, she is not my competition. She's my child. Right, right, right. Especially when we are, you know, both at, you know, at some point we both began working. Mm -hmm. Um, My Aunt Pat, my mother's sister, was an integral part of all of this. Mom asked her to come out and to move to L.A. And so my Aunt Aunt Pat was actually the one who was on on set with me. Uh, All the time I was working up till I was 18, she would travel with me to all my appearances and and everything. Wow. Man, so it's, I guess you can say that... uh, well, that's weird because I always thought she was your manager. So, but that's that's mm-hmm. good that she had the insight at least to mm-hmm. to to put some distance. No distance because most parents don't do that. Like they either live their dreams through their kids or yeah. And she and she was not that you know. And she also um, she never stopped parenting me, even though she was finding her way as a parent. You know, one time I had said, um, it was like maybe the second or third season of, of um, Living Single, Facts of Life. And, um, and she had raised me to be a really good kid. Like, don't talk back, be very disrespectful. You know, I had, I had home training. Mm-hmm. And she said to me one day, um, can you clean up your room? And I, I promise y'all, I promise y'all I was not trying to be smart. It was a genuine question mm-hmm. when I said... Isn't that what we have a housekeeper oh, for? Oh, no, you didn't. And I really wasn't trying to This is like Randy Jackson's that. episode all over again. <laughs> Not that I can love. And then sure enough, before I could finish, I got popped in my mouth. That was my next question. I wanted yep. to know if you was a whooping yeah. baby. Okay, yeah. all right. Now, I wasn't a whooping baby because I was a good kid. Okay. Um, but she, she, but she popped look. me in my mouth. Because yeah, in, in your book, you were, t- you were telling about um, a situation when you were on set and you had to talk back to a parent and you weren't really sure how to do that. Right, exactly. Yeah. I had to talk back to Mrs. Garrett on the Uh-oh. Jermaine Jackson episode. And my mom was mm-hmm. like, no, no, it's okay. You can <laughs> do this now here. This is fine. But she knew, I mean, you know, I wasn't talking back. But it was just that sense of we not you're not gonna be that child, right? You know. And then she called. Then to top it off, girl, she called uh, the studio and talked to one of the producers and said, "I'm sorry, but Kim won't be returning as as Tootie any longer. She doesn't know how to deal with this." Oh, and and what? yeah, mm-hmm. what, when was whoa, and, wait, whoa, when was that? Yeah, huh? What absolutely. season? <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love yeah, it. That's, is, that's something my mama would have done. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and of course, him being a parent was right there with her and said, okay, Chip, no problem. We understand. Tell her thank you so much for her her time and everything. And, of course, they were dealing with being, they were parenting me to make sure that I didn't start tripping at age, you know, 11 or 12 or whatever it was. And I was like, oh, my bad. I I, I didn't know. Oh, no problem. I got it. My socks got it. My my toys, (laughs) I'll I'll put these away. You know, and that sort of thing. So you still were a kid. Absolutely. I always wondered, like, What's the what's the power dynamic where you're an established person at your job, but you still got to come home and 
take the garbage out. That's right. Yeah. Well, it keeps you grounded. I mean, think about when uh, the Obamas won and Michelle was like, but you're still taking the babies to school in the morning. I know you just became president, (laughs) but you're still going to take your babies to school. I mean, there's certain things that, you know, conceptually, no matter if it's fame or or whatever it is, being connected to some form of of groundedness has to be in play. Otherwise, you turn up effing crazy. uh, When Randy Jackson was on the show. Which one? uh, (laughs) Randy. (laughs) Not dog. Got it. Okay. No, and he was saying that um, they had just did four sold-out nights at the Forum Mm -hmm. and got home back to Encino. Mm -hmm. And, you know, mom was like, you was there. Your, I was there. It's your turn. To, you didn't take the garbage out. <laughs> and he's like, well, "I just played a sold out concert at." And then Joe's like, "What'd you say?" Okay, so <laughs> right. What was right. what was the? By the way, I mean, Randy Jackson was my. That was everything. He was everything to me. That really? was my crush. Yes. Oh my God. When, listen, when they let him sing on "Can You Feel It," mm-hmm. <laughs> I, that was it right there. I, the, my world was lit. Right I was the only one in the forum screaming like a banshee. <laughs> Yo, what's up? This is Fonte Fontigolo from Team Supreme. Black representation in media is very important to me. I think it's important to have our stories told by people who look like us and who have shared in our common experiences. Some of my earliest influences were Donnie Simpson. Uh, I would also say Tom Joyner, Angela Stribling, uh, Sherry Carter. They were just people who told our stories with a lot of class and dignity and were big inspirations to me. The next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast, The Center Black Voices. It's NPR Noir. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. All right, y'all. You know what season it is. Tis the season for spring breaking and planning our summer travel. And if you're like me, you're already in your Airbnb app trying to find which spot is right for you. Now, listen, while I'm looking to spend all this money, what I'm not doing is thinking about making money with Airbnb. See, you got to change your mind state. Make the money while you're spending the money. How, you say, Laia, do I make the money? Well, you host at your house. And I know what you're thinking. I mean, my whole house? Uh, Well, no, you don't have to do your whole house. I mean, you could do a room or, you know, do the whole house. So make some money while you're spending some money this summer. I'm trying to tell you, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. 
Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As a working actor, what was the Hollywood shuffle process like? <laughs> I love when you ask that question in that way. I love it. No, no, dude. It's it's, it's like, real. Yeah. yeah, like what was the process like? Now, of course, you were lucky enough to land key memorable roles mm-hmm. in your career. But on an average, could you talk about the audition process? And, oh, yeah. Like, even as an established act, like, did you still yeah, have to... Absolutely. You still had to audition. And it was um, there was a big part of it that was almost like family reunion. Because you go in, hey, Tisha, hey, Jada, hey, Vivica, you know, and <laughs> it's like kind people? of the... Yeah, you know, because at that time, it was, you know, just a, a handful of roles, and we were all going out for them, you know? And some of them you knew, oh, yeah, this one's got... Oh, yeah, this is going to be yours, and. I, you know, that sort of thing. Well, what was it like in your younger years? Like, yeah, were you still there. going after commercials and... Sure, I'd still audition, um, but not as much. Number one, when you're on a series. And see, you have to remember, in that day and age of television, so to speak, uh, a season was 24 episodes. So you were busy for a much longer period of time than, you know, nowadays where it's like, oh, there's six episodes. There's eight episodes. Right. So, you know, then you were doing TV movies. Um, so I would do like the ones I did with Gary Coleman and that sort of thing. And at that point, I didn't have to audition. You know, Children of Divorce or the ones with Gary Coleman. I didn't have to audition for those. Was there ever, did you feel like a feeling of secureness? Like, okay, we got through this year. Was there always like a midpoint season where are you checking the Nielsen ratings every 12 seconds? Too young. I was, I was too young. I was, I was really just into, again, make sure I had good grades. Um, make sure I was professional, make sure I was a good kid. And, and so my priorities were not about the that part of the industry because I just I, I was too young to really focus on that. And the things that I did um, that, that were important to me, aside from the kids stuff, um, I, I really enjoyed being around the crew and learning from them. You know, it's like it's like a, a, a kid being around musicians and they love music. You're just going to keep gravitating towards them every chance you get. And so that was really, you know, my lane right there. Here's a excellent question I have. Uh, I remember when it first came on the air, there was a larger ensemble mm-hmm. cast. A lot of and girls. And then it was just whittled down to the four of you. Mm-hmm. What, was, what was the thought process or, like, what made that transition happen? Because at one point, like, Molly Ringwald was a part of the... It was a bigger house. Remember that? Yeah, way bigger. But I never... I mean, now it's like when you watch television, you got to watch every episode and binge watch every second of it. Mm -hmm. Whereas back then, it's just like, oh, it's on, it's on. But I never understood what was... What was the decision factor behind turning a a seven cast... People to pay? (laughs) (laughs) Don't think it was quite that. Um, But basically, we had a half-hour show. And it's a lot of characters to service in a half hour. Uh, and so after we did that first season, they, the network execs evaluated it and felt that um, there were just too many people to try to focus on in 22 minutes. Um, and so then it became, okay, well, what if we change some of the di- 
the the dynamics, you know, changing the amount of people that are there. You mentioned it being a bigger house. So the that main set was more like the the common area, the um, commons or something like that. And so then they shifted it to something that, you know, they had more they felt they had more storyline ideas. So the idea of the Peak the, skill, um, right? The yes, yes, and so the idea of like the cafeteria where you could still have the all the kids coming and going, um, but it still was more interesting than just having the common area and us living above it. So that was that was the idea. Now that was one of the few times where I remembered thinking. I'm going to probably get cut, too, because I'm the black kid, and black people always get cut first. That was, like, one of the first times <laughs> I really had movies. a— <laughs> well, That was a horror movie to right. me. That people get so cut off the show. you guys knew that the pendulum—not pendulum, that the guillotine button was about to be pressed and somebody was leaving? Not quite like that. You know, when we heard that there was a pickup and everybody was, you know, ecstatic, and then they said, yes, the show's been picked up, but there have been some changes that have been made— um, these girls are not coming back to the show. You're gonna come back. This one's coming back. How's the and news broken? Also like in front of on the phone. Oh, yeah, okay. on the phone. Yeah. So you waiting for a phone call and you didn't know. Yeah. Yikes. That's the facts of life for real. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. you always knew you was the lone black girl in the room. No, not like that. Okay, I was That wondering. was one of the few times. That's why I said it was one of the few times where I really registered the idea of being the black girl or okay. being the, the black person. Mm-hmm. And that's but early other on. Than that, and that was very early on. Yeah. But but for the most part, it one, I wasn't taught to look through, you know, the lens with color. Um, I just pe- Everybody was just people. Um, but you was and... looking to get fired first because you was the black girl. <laughs> 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 not fired, just not invited back. Exactly. Sorry. Been there. But in, in, in retrospect... <laughs> Yes. In retrospect, though, or in hindsight, mm-hmm. you being a, a first, living yeah. a life of being a first or whatever, what was the environment like on the set? It was great. Really? It really was great. Um, everybody was, it, it was a level playing field, truly. Okay. Truly. Like, even as the youngest, I didn't feel like the baby, you know? Like, Tootie felt that more than Kim did. Wow. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. good, because yeah. I didn't have nothing else to say. Because they baby tooting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I had. <laughs> what was the average work day like? Well, as a minor, you can only work, you know, a certain number of hours a day. And then you also have to go to school. So we would go to school in the morning. And by the second season, when Nancy arrived, uh, Nancy and I were in studio school together. Mindy, uh, her family wanted her to stay in her school environment. And so she would come to work after. Um, Lisa was already, um, what do you call it? She had taken the proficiency test or whatever, so she wasn't in school anymore even though she was 16. Uh, and that's also really a huge contributing factor to why Nancy and I are so close and, and were so close. Even though Tootie and Joe were not, Nancy and I are, I'm, oh my gosh, super, I just thought it was you tight. and Mindy. In my mind, it's always been exactly, you and Mindy. Exactly, because right. that's because how the that's show the was. Yeah. But I spent actually more time, far more time than, than any, with anyone than with, with Nancy. Wow. Because you're in studio school. And so you start roughly about two hours before everybody even comes to work. I was going to say, take us to studio <clears throat> yeah. school. I always wanted to know what, like, yeah, being so tutored you, on the set you, was yeah, like. Yeah, so you, you're in, you know, like, one of the rooms in the production office. When we filmed uh, for three seasons at Universal Studios, we were in a row of trailers. 
Uh, so there was um, Facts of Life, Different Strokes, One Day at a Time, Silver Spoons. We were all in this hall. Not together, but we were just in a row of trailers that, you know, were separated by a door, but we were all right there. But recess must um, have so, been amazing. <laughs> Yo, I'm like, <laughs> don't unleash eight-year-old me over there because I would have had so much fun. No. It's like oh, all it was, my best it friends. It was great. It was, so it was, it was it all the same teachers no. for a different each show, ha- each show has a different teacher. Oh. Uh, and so, and um, depending on um, you know if the, the the grade levels of the kids, if there are multiple kids on a show, you might have different tutors to cover different ages. But Nancy and I had the same tutor, Margaret. God rest her soul. Uh, Margaret was our tutor for the whole time. Uh, and so, you know, you, you go and you, you, you have two hours of school. Then when everybody comes to work, you literally, man, are ping pong back and forth between school and, and rehearsal until you've done enough hours in the day because you have to be in school for three hours a day. And then you can be in the rehearsal hall or filming full time. Now, what they end up doing is like if you're on a hiatus week, those are tough. Because there's no outlet. You're there and you go to school and then you have to what you call bank time. So you might be there for like five hours doing school because when you're in production on your filming day, you might only get 20 minutes of schooling, which is the minimum that you have to be there. And then they pull from your hours in the bank so that you still have your time. Someone is there literally clocking like a union person like Baby, we used to have booth time and Margaret time. And Margaret, What's if booth it was time? booth time was like in the control room right. where the producers would go, Okay, we're gonna lose Kim in five minutes. We have to get this scene done or, you know, that sort of thing. And Margaret time was y'all have to finish now. I don't know that that that, that clock's not right. <laughs> My clock says it's nine o'clock now and so you've gotta pull the plug. Are they still doing that system today, or is that was it? Were they to more a certain hard extent, back then? I mean, to a certain extent, you know, because the 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 labor laws they got such a bad rap from you know earlier generations, so they tried to be better at it. Uh, but when our son Quincy was in the Pride and Prejudice movie for a, a Lifetime this past summer, he filmed it at the end of last year. Right. And I was set mom, and I was in the trailer, and, you know, there was his tutor and and all those things. And I actually took video and showed it to Nancy. I was like, oh, my God, your nephew's in studio (laughs) school right now. (laughs) Are they all aunts? Are they all aunties? Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I I was asking because during... Like I just never understood and always sort of frowned. And all right, first of all, yes, I'm. I can admit that you know I'm very bad at punctuality and and time and all that stuff. Really? So I'm, I'm working on myself, <laughs> boss Bill. You know this. Um, so when working on Hamilton, um, I didn't realize that they are also very anal retentive with time. So like they there there was always a on set person with a stopwatch. Yeah. And say if, like, George Washington had to re-sing a part over again, it's like, okay, well, we have six minutes and 30 seconds, guys, until br- – oh, now it's five minutes and 50 seconds. Mm-hmm. And it, I was just like, look. This is we, for working on the cast album? Yeah, because they're also <laughs> anal re- – and, you know, there's, like, actual people whose jobs it is just to look at the stopwatch. Yeah, absolutely. And enforce rules. Yeah. Of which, <laughs> as a black person, I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but the unions are, are, to your point, really, you know, they're there to really protect the artists is what, you know, the idea of the union is. And so being able to protect 
um, making sure that that you know you're not overworked and 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 all of those things. So so they are sticklers. So does that leave you enough time to actually study your lines and or are you guys just given uh, sides and you recap them for two seconds and right. So when you're doing a movie, then you know you shoot bits of it every day. But on a, a multi-camera comedy like that, then you you film just kind of once or twice a week. So you have the script and you rehearse the whole thing over and over and over. Okay. So as a teenager, let's, let's push on in the years. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, try- I'm trying to cover every, every mm-hmm. aspect of your career. Mm-hmm. Was there a general fear of uh, Hollywood trappings that have sort of sort of grabbed everyone you seem to at least in my eyes you got out of it unscathed Mm -hmm. and you know without a scratch or I don't know but like how hard was that to avoid in such a decadent time period as the late 80s yeah, into yeah. The early no social 90s. media yeah right yeah um it was it was um there was a part of it that was really easy because i was scared meaning um i was i was that kid that was like i don't even want to try weed because i'd be that one person that they find out oh my god it can kill you if you puff <laughs> once we didn't know what? and now god rest her soul you know so i was she like i thought my parents were going to beat my ass for that so i just never did it so you know it's like i'm not going to try that and, and certainly not anything stronger than that Mm-mm. um but but basically i just felt like um i didn't want to be a has-been at 18 I clearly remember having that thought, you know, as you get 15 and 16 and you, you know, you're just becoming a young adult. And I remember thinking, I'm not going to be a has-been at 18. And um, I'm not going to let my village suffer because I'm a statistic. My village has put way too much in me for me to go out like that. That's that's not an option. So that's how I, I... Avoided. I'm, now I'm I'm not unscratched, not not at all. It's just um, I didn't have some of those monumental, um, um, tragic incidents, mm-hmm. you know that sort of thing. Um, but I, I certainly had struggles and challenges. That's why I start my book with the piece from Langston Hughes. Well, son, I'll tell you, life for me ain't been no crystal stair, because people think they look at me and they go, "Oh, she ain't been through nothing." Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? You was a first. How could you not go through something? Even if I wasn't, even if you, even wasn't, if you, was, you are somebody, right? right. Exactly. You, it's a whole woman. You're exactly. a whole black woman. You're a whole this. You're a whole. I get it. <laughs> I, just, I think Margaret finally found a friend over here. First friend of the show. Kim That's Fields, my first name too, Margaret. So, got it. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> she been my friend. She just didn't know. <laughs> um. How well, not how important, but how hard was it to shake the T word? <laughs> I love you for that, man. <laughs> once, once uh, the 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 series ended. What eighty six? I believe eighty nine. No, eighty eight. Eighty eight. Eighty eight. Seventy nine to eighty eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. By the way, first everybody remembers the first show they ever recorded when they got a VCR. <laughs> so I got my box open right in time for the. El DeBarge episode of <laughs> Which song was Facts that? of Life. Uh, didn't they go to the studio? Y'all went to the studio, yeah. right? Uh, you wear it well. I forgot. Oh, we, yes. we talked about this when uh, Saida was on our show. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was first, like back when you, in the 80s, when you got a VCR, you recorded any and everything because right. you were like, 
you know, you didn't want to miss anything. So, <laughs> oh, we used to have, we used to have like uh, mountains of VHS tapes. It was like this is the Saturday lineup pile. This is the right. Thursday lineup pile. Do you ever that go back? Is so Wait, funny. You know, we... Maxwell just sent me a text of a picture of like just piles, like like piles of VHS and he's and cassettes, and he's like, I got mine. You know, you got yours. That is so funny. Oh my god. But if you think about it. We are, like, as a species, we're the most documenting, never going back to watch True. people. True. Like, the amount. Oh, wait, that's for Maxwell? Yes. Wait, with a floppy disk? <laughs> Yo, him and D'Angelo do have stuff in common. Wow. <laughs> Those were the best cassette tapes, the see-through ones yeah. with the color. Yes. Oh, my God. Anyway, Wait, yes, right. she, sorry. She, yes. Kim just showed us her phone, and Maxwell sent her a photo of a bunch of VHS, uh, a cassette, and a floppy disk. <laughs> <laughs> Which reminds me that to this, day, to this day, to uh, this day, D'Angelo still creates his music on his uh, ASR10 and needs floppy disks <laughs> to, to make it sound. Wow. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to throw you under the bus. Uh, <laughs> he just said again, it's cool. <laughs> But my, my point being that uh, when when the series was over, um, how hard was it to to shake the character as yeah. far as yeah. figuring out what you're going to do next? Well, thankfully, the character had grown up. So, you know, I wasn't like a Shirley Temple type of of of. of child star trapped in you know being a child right um so so um and i had gone to college and you know i'd I'd gotten my degree so i'd stayed busy number one so my mind wasn't idle and i i wasn't just kind of trapped my own self what did you major in at pepperdine i double majored in broadcast journalism and tv and film production and i minored in religion why? What? Whoa! Oh. Why'd you choose Pepperdine? <laughs> um, I wanted to go to San Diego State, but I couldn't go out of state for school or out of out of town for school because Fox Life was still. Did you wear that for me? Oh, oh your crown <laughs> that you got on your head. It, it says, says Fax. Oh crap! <laughs> <laughs> no, not even. <laughs> Shout out to Dean Ricky. Uh, no, I do this weird thing when I meditate in the morning, and it's like the first word I saw. So wow, okay, I did facts, right. and then when I like I grab a whole bunch of letters and whatever comes out of my hand, I was just like, oh, I'll use that. I swear to God, that's next level meditation. Amir. And again, like I did but not know I was wearing we a con- crown or. What, but look how connected we are. That I permeated your meditation time. See, see? and yeah. and you and I and you had me on your mind. Wow, I, I don't <laughs> think you ever left. Why you tell you that? I don't even read the calendar in the morning. I was like, oh wait, I'm going to work, right? Oh, oh, Kim. No, I'm playing. Although he's been asking me almost once a week. So when's is Kim? Did you get Kim? Did you, she come? When did, <laughs> um, we're yeah. laughing because it's true. <laughs> yeah, sadly true. How do you decide which crown to wear each day? He has different, different ones, crown? Steve? I don't know. Steve is being Steve. All right. <laughs> anyway, no, I, I totally forgot I was wearing a crown on my head. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I interrupted you. What were you saying? No, no, no about Pepperdine. Yeah, why'd you yes. Come? So I wanted to um, uh, go out of state, and I couldn't go out of state, and then I couldn't even go out of town because Facts Life was still filming okay. when I started college um, because I took seventh and eighth grade together. So I got out of high school a year early. So I was still doing Facts Life when I started college. And so um, we had done the Australian movie, and then I started school. Oh, 
Well, this was fun. I remember the Paris one. Yes. I was on punishment for the other one. I remember Paris. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Weren't we older? How was you on punishment then? When y'all went to Paris, I, I remember being in trouble. That, Paris was like, what, 80? I was 12. Five, right? I was 84. 12. Two of those special facts of life trips right, I, right. I was on punishment for. So Okay. The other one I was I was seventeen, eighteen. I don't we even want to know why you was No no no. My bad. Y'all went to Hawaii. Everybody went to Hawaii. We didn't do Hawaii. I'm about to say Jefferson's. Jefferson's, Jefferson's yeah. went to Hawaii. For a long and time. And you saw they took their hairdressers because baby, <laughs> that feathers was whipped. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> Here's something weird. Okay, so don't say uh, his name. Apollonia. Okay. No, we won't yet. We will okay. in a second. Okay. Uh, at, okay, so Apollonia and I have a really good mutual friend in Chef Gordon who lives in Maui, uh-huh. and one of Apple's favorite things is to uh, what did when you go? I don't say thrifting. Uh, when you go to the thrift stores to, to get antiquing, right? Um, and somehow, <laughs> and, some, and somehow, Apollonia wound up with Roxy Roker's um, Polaroid uh, scrapbook Ooh, of when the Jeffersons wow. went to Hawaii. Oh my god! How much she so paid for that? No, no, she just like I always had it, and oh, that's okay. how I introduced her to to Lenny and Zoe to get uh, the book back. So. Wow. She, she's had it That's for all the awesome. time. I know Miss Roxy's hair was straight in Hawaii. Feather. <laughs> so on those on those special episodes, you guys were allowed special amenities for your... Well, facts of life, I wasn't. And that's why when that wind blew, Tootie's mm. bangs looked like all to be damned. <laughs> <laughs> and my mother was like, oh, never again. That's the one time she was kind of managerish and was like, my baby will not be looking like that if you guys go anywhere else. Did they have a hairdresser for you? Yes. On set, like a for oh, Joanne Stafford Cheney, oh, okay. baby. All That's right. who created the uh, zigzag part. That's Look at you. Wait, what? Wait, what? She's Emmy winner. That's oh. right. She is? Heat of the Night, right? Did yeah. you win Emmy for that? Yeah. Emmy. Wow. Wait, how do you know that? I read the book, and then I did Google afterwards. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, because you pioneered, for me, like, the, 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 inf- even though people now are sort of crediting, like, salt and pepper for the mushroomish. Oh yeah, no, she had it. No, join no, no. like no. I felt like you were the pioneer. You mean the yes? Oh, what's that called? The, the Page Boy, the Page Boy, the mushroom. That's a Page Boy. I thought that was in Halle some Berry. circle. Okay. Huh? I thought the Halle Berry cut was a Page Boy, right? No. Mm. Well, well, you're talking living single. I'm talking about her facts of life. That's it, what I'm talking about. Yeah, the mushroom, mushroom, right? Oh, okay. the mu- right, yes. And I mean, I had bangs that big barrel on the curl curling iron. <laughs> so yeah, but the 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 zigzag <laughs> part. Pigtail, all, all of my styles was Joanne, but they didn't take Joanne to Paris. And oh, Kim suffered. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, last it's hair good question. To know, it's good to know that, <laughs> see, when we go away on location and I am have to beg and plead, like, yo, this afro don't yo, come out. Yo, like, what? <laughs> Let me tell afro you. afro is just as much a character That's on the right. show as I am. That's right. And, and then when we went to Australia... Kim was late though. Kim Kim had her hair tight on that one, but I took my hairstylist. Was that a re- was you a relaxer or was that a blowout? I'm sorry, I just always had that question. No, um, um, uh, the press, press, press and Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I felt like, I felt like other like that. it took a while. Did she ever? Did you ever get your hair chemical a perm? I don't think so. I, I didn't have to think ask so my mom. Yeah. I have to ask my mom that. That was good to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Because that wooden down. spoon on my ear. That's what I really remember. And the blue grease. No, because it stank. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
And now back to our regularly <laughs> scheduled yes. conversation. No, believe me, we, we, are, we are the rabbit hole kings on this show. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so as, as I was mentioning earlier, and I, you know, I, I know that people seem to think uh, I'm talking out the side of my neck, but not many people know that the reasons that Friends exist is because the creators of Friends, my great pals at NBC, where I currently work to this day, <laughs> I love my job, and benefits. Um, it's coming. I'm waiting. Okay, come on. Get no, it. well, you know, I, I, I thought it was uh, Brandon Tartikoff's last move. He uh, had a chance to have a living single on NBC, but they were like, well, we have enough black shows already. We already have uh, LaBelle's Up All Night, and we have the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and we have Ella's in the house, so maybe three's enough, you know, and we still have Cosby in a different world, so that's that's a lot of blackness, so we'll pass on this one. And he was like, I don't know, there's something about this show and the chemistry they have, and I guess the decision was, well, let's create the white version of Living Single, and thus... That's how Friends uh, oh, came to be. Is that correct? That. I did not know that. What'd you say? It is. It is oh, uh, no, no. Uh, I'm asking. Brandon I'm asking Tartikoff. If, if, she, if that sounds ahead, familiar. No, say no, that again. He said it? He admitted it? Yeah. Oh, it's fact. Why are you saying well, even, he's going to jump in the grave and get him? Even, <laughs> oh, is he in the grave? Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, My yeah. bad. I didn't know that he... My bad. Wait, Tartikoff died? Yeah, he's been dead for a while. You know, Joanne, one of the Emmys and... Tartikoff? Yeah. No, I knew Joanne won the Emmy because I read the book and then I did Google afterwards. Tartikoff, <laughs> I actually remember when he died. Yeah. I actually yeah. remember when he died. I yeah. was like probably like 11 or 12, but yeah. I remember that shit. Oh, damn. Yeah. Well, that's... Uh, that's why I'm surprised to have Tartikoff connected to Friends. Well, and it's even living whoever, whoever was the president of NBC in 92, 93 mm-hmm. admitted it on like one of those like panel things. Yes. I'm getting and on thus, Google right yeah, now. And thus, the reason why Jay-Z made the Moonlight oh, video yeah, yeah. with all the Black Friends right. characters. I didn't know he was that. Okay. Didn't know that you Jay-Z didn't know that was... Jay-Z was deep. I didn't say that. I <laughs> I just didn't know that he was up on his pop culture trivia like that. I yeah, didn't know he was deep. Cause, it's, you know. it's quasi-common knowledge. But uh, were you aware of those facts at all? Not those particular facts. Okay. Um, other facts. Um, what what I know uh, is that um, uh, Yvette created this, this this brilliant show, and Yvette had a deal with Fox to develop a show with Dana and Kim Coles, mm-hmm. Latifa and Kim Coles. Um, I don't know what the preamble was prior to that. <clears throat> what was difficult, you know, and a bit of a challenge to work through sometimes was that. Uh, both friends and living single was Warner Brothers, right? Um, and so you know, oftentimes, real talk, we we kind of felt like the. I'm sorry, I love that Bill. Is yeah, still, I'm still looking it up. Diligently <laughs> <laughs> looking it up. I like, want I'm, you to be right. I'm partly insulted as I'm listening to you. Like, yeah, go continue. I'm like, motherfucker, you still looking this up? Can I just have this, please? All right, go ahead, Kim. I'm sorry. <laughs> So sometimes we kind of felt like the redheaded stepchild, you right? Know, like I do right from now. The, <laughs> um, Sorry. From from the standpoint of we were, you know, quote unquote first, mm-hmm. um, and you know, if if you're able to inspire people to create great content, great. What do they say? You know, um, uh, something is the highest form of flattery. Imitation. Imitation. That's it. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he came with that quick. He didn't have to Google that. <laughs> but being able to, um, you know, when my kids wake up from nightmares, the first thing I say is, what's your truth? Speak your truth. Know your truth. And we know our truth, bottom line. So mm-hmm. we don't have to have anybody validated and That's do true. memes about it and start a hashtag campaign. And we used to people, not, us starting shit and people copying. So <laughs> well, there's that. There's that part. Um, but at the end of the day... Um, that's the part that was the most frustrating, you know, to be um, uh, a part of the same production, the same studio, essentially, mm-hmm. uh, and to be treated so grossly different in terms of pay, mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, there, there's a, a, this is a true story. Um, one day we came to work in the set, the soundstage was freezing. And even things like, you know what the big Warner Brothers is, the main Warner Brothers lot, yeah. and then they have the ranch. Mm-hmm. Who do you think filmed at the main lot and who do you think filmed at the ranch? The ranch was the better option or not the better option? Oh, no. The ranch was, you know, kind of that... that out the, the way. The, out, the, it's, the ranch is not the big studio. You guys were at the ranch, weren't That's you? right. That's uh. right. So we came in there, and um, the, the, the soundstage was freezing. Um, and uh, they said that they weren't going to turn the lights on. And um, so we had to rehearse in these big, big puffer coats and stuff because um, they were saying that they didn't want to spend the money to turn the lights on and, and or heat. And that's when we actually, that, that was the one and only time that we collectively said, we're not coming to work. We're not going to do that because at this point, this is a safety hazard. How cheap and do you have to be? <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, the other folks walk off to get a million per episode. Yes. Right, right. You know, right. And it's like, they want money, we want heat. If wow. that don't sound like an episode of Good Times. <laughs> y'all was whole, y'all, and that's a, you was a whole black woman in that moment. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> not even the seven, not, like the seventy mm. cent, but the sixty five. Right, and you know, else. and yeah. so, so, oh, I'm sorry. So you have those moments where it's like, mm, never mind all the other stuff that yeah. goes around the comparisons. Those are the moments where it's like, that was some bullshit. Yo, Wait, can, can you ask them, uh, just real quick, I just want to know, since you knew this, right, my question is, because usually on the opposite side, the other people have no idea no what idea. the other folks are going through. Absolutely. So was it the same way? I don't know. I, I never met them. You got, you've know. never you met never them? never ran into okay. them. Nope. So they probably no, were we like. No, weren't, we weren't at the lot. Joey, so uh-oh. so we, we, did, we didn't run into them in the commissary. So if somebody told them, you know your show is based off the show called Living Single, they'd be like, what the fuck am I in? What's a Living Single? Well, okay, I know that they're. There have been a few times on these episodes that you directed. Yes. And often, like when I watch sitcoms, like mm-hmm. a, a key character will go away for a vacation. And right. then they'll. <laughs> right. Like, where is she this week? Oh, mm-hmm. she went on a convention and be right. like, directed, directed by Kim Pills. Right. <laughs> right. How, one, how is that, how is that negotiated and how hard is it to direct and or really the real question is how come characters have to leave to go on vacation right. to direct their own thing? Like, why can't you also <laughs> be there at the same time? Right. You know what's funny is I remember when Anson Williams and Ron Howard and those guys started directing like Happy Days and you'd see, like you just said, you know, Podsy's going off to just such and such. Right. Because he was directing. Um, Regine didn't go anywhere. Regine, but the first time I directed an episode of Living Single, I was the B story and I was like, wait a minute, what happened to the rules? What? I'm, I'm, I'm directing and I'm the B story. Wait. And really they tried to do that because it's a lot to direct an episode 
and then you've got to put yourself in it, you know, and then you've got to have your stand-in to be you, and then when you're in it, then you have to make sure that the assistant director or stage manager is watching. So it's just, it's it's a lot. Instead of just being in one scene, and then you go away, and then you can really focus on that, you know, and for the type of um, sitcom that we were doing, this was when they would have a control room, and so you'd actually leave the sound stage, go to another part of the building to, you know, where, where basically master control was, where you're talking to the cameras and all, just everybody and all the monitors are there and you're switching shots and things like that. So you have to so, determine that as well. Yeah. So it's a big, giant division of labor. Abs- okay. a- absolutely. Which makes Tyler Perry look even more genius in his way, I guess, huh? Yes. Yeah. Wow. I know, I know, but you, it, he, it does. Y- yes. Yeah, you can't take it away. You don't have to defend it. Sorry. I agree with you. Oh, sorry. Some faces pro, we're in the pro room. Tyler. Okay. <clears throat> you know, he's <clears throat> making power moves. Yes, Steve. Clearing my throat. Anyway. <laughs> 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 All right, y'all. You know what season it is. Tis the season for spring breaking and planning our summer travel. And if you're like me, you're already in your Airbnb app trying to find which spot is right for you. Now, listen, while I'm looking to spend all this money, what I'm not doing is thinking about making money with Airbnb. See, you got to change your mind state. Make the money while you're spending the money. How, you say, Laia, do I make the money? Well, you host at your house. And I know what you're thinking. I mean, my whole house? Uh, Well, no, you don't have to do your whole house. I mean, you could do a room or, you know, do the whole house. So make some money while you're spending some money this summer. I'm trying to tell you, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. In hindsight, what lessons or valuable lessons have you learned in your career that you wish you knew then at that, at that particular time period? Or you're fine with right. your outcome and Yeah. <clears throat> um I feel like everything happens for a reason. Yeah. And so even now, like I'll see someone that has done better than me in my career or whatever, and like 
maybe at that moment I'll be like, oh, man, I wish I wrote that song or something like that. But then I feel like I'm on the path I'm supposed to be on. Exactly. But if there's something like, okay, I wish I knew about like, okay, this some real, like it's about the. No, I'm not. Go ahead. Safe space. I've known you for all my life. All right. Okay. I'd, I'd really wish I'd gotten early in the game on like. Stocks and investments uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. way earlier in my sure, career. Sure, I'm I'm on it now. We mm-hmm. all do, Amir. Shoot. Yeah. But, you know, I, mm-hmm. had I known then what I know now, yeah. you know, I wouldn't have laughed at Ashton Kutcher were like, what's an right, Uber? Right. Anyway, get out of here. <laughs> like, that sort of thing. <laughs> oh. But, like, what things do you wish you'd... I wish I hadn't worn braces so long because f- fucking overbites are sexy now. What, what? the hell? Where? Wait, like, like live, live Tyler. I mean, uh, you know, just like isn't that like a thing? But like, not our daddy. He's got one too. But I didn't bring him up. You're right? You sure didn't. You didn't. <laughs> I didn't say him. You didn't. You didn't. <laughs> Kim, since we talk about physical things, can I ask you a question that I read? And I'm so curious, just as a woman, a bountiful, plentiful woman. Yes. Why do you? Why did you have to get two reductions? And I know one of them was. On living single, but yes, I'm scared for myself. Uh, well, the first one um, was just physically. Um, I was five feet tall, and and so just my, I mean, I'm still in, but my I had a lot of back issues with that. You're five and then feet. The, yes. Look at the pictures of us together. Look how like I mean. Just, <laughs> oh. <laughs> in my mind, you're like. Because she's, she's huge. Because she's huge. And I always wear heels when I'm going uh-huh. to your shows. Sneakers. Okay, I yes, see you now. Okay, exactly. Okay. Like yes. Prince, you're big on, it's just something big about you. But go ahead. I'm a guy. I'm dumb. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, but the second one was for aesthetics. I just felt like, mm, I'm just, you know, being on camera so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just wasn't, wasn't, wasn't pleased. But, you know, but I mean, they've, the, the, the procedures have come such a long way. Don't be scared. If that's what you want to do, go for it. No, well... And yeah. if it ain't what you want to do, then don't do it. Yeah. I thought about it. I mean, it's funny because guys go, well, why would you do that? But we all know sometimes you just want to wear one sports bra. Or sometimes you just want to run. Or sometimes you just want to stand straight and, you know, have your shoulders down. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I was answering the questions because, you know. Because some... you know I was asking in my yes, head. Yes, you were. <laughs> <laughs> Jackson while recording Thriller wow. during the PYT background vocal sessions. Yes. Was that just like <laughs> just like a, a regular Tuesday? I'm a, just about. Just, uh, just, just uh, about. Let me go by. Hey, what are you guys doing? <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> so Janet, uh, it was one of the times when she was on uh, Different Strokes. Mm-hmm. And oh, this was, yeah. Ooh, <laughs> And uh, she um, had asked Mindy and I, because, um, again, Different Strokes, Facts Life, we all filmed in the same, right there in the same areas. Okay. And so she asked us if we wanted to hang out and go to the studio because Michael was recording. Sure. Oh. And so we show up, and he was recording, like you said, the, the backgrounds for PYT. And James was there, and um, Mr. Jones was there, and... Uh, James Ingram. Uh, um, mm-hmm. Um, You're right. Uh, wh- what, um, Latoya was there. Latoya, Janet, uh, uh, Bunny Hall, is, Bunny Hall, and Stephanie yes. Spruill. Spruill. Yeah. Yes. So they were all there, 
And they were like, hey, you know, we're at this part where we're doing the call and response. And the, the PYT say, no, 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 I want you guys all get in there. Okay. So we all go in the studio and we do the All six na-na. of you? Yes. Wow. And we do the na-na-nas and Mr. Jones hits the button. Uh, I hear an anchovy. <laughs> <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> I, hear I will an never forget that he's a hidden anchovy, and so we all was in it. There was like everybody, come on out, just come on out. And then it became like you know being picked for a sport at school. Okay, you, <laughs> you, 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 and you go back in. The rest of you stay here. <laughs> And you we'll were the in girls. the outside. I was in the outside <laughs> looking in. We'll, we'll, we'll take the girl. You guys take Amir. Uh, <laughs> right. I know that feeling. Yeah. 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 What am I going to so. do? You be team manager, Amir. <laughs> oh, damn. That's funny. I was team manager of our baseball team at Burbank High. Really? Yeah. But I'm sure it's not funny because of what you were just... Oh, <laughs> my uh, bad. No, it's yeah. funny. Man. It's funny. It's funny. <laughs> I'm still here, man. It's funny. I'm still here. Yeah. You know, I'm sure Grant Woods could see me now. He'd regret. <laughs> He'd regret. Call him out. Wow. I'm, I was a good Walter. first baseman. I know the sports, right, Steve? I understand. Mm. Have we're, you lost the We're crown. calling out childhood bullies? All right, Shane. <laughs> see there? Yeah, avian. What we doing? Wait, no, we're not going. Oh, we're not going. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I started that. I'm sorry. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> she was littler than me. Any other casual flexes like that? <laughs> no. Yeah, we should all be scared of anyone smaller than us. Yeah. Like bigger dudes, I'm like whatever. But small people, they have something to prove. Certainly. Any other casual flexes that you've had in your life? So far, no. Like at a red light, and like, oh yeah, here's Prince in his uh, Cadillac. <laughs> <laughs> Just something casual. You know, when Johnny Gill and I met, it was in the Glendale Galleria. And we've been friends ever since. And I just did a promotional thing for my Christmas movie there. And they were like, you grew up in this area. Do you have any special memories? And I'm like, you know what? I met Johnny Gill here. And they really? were like, oh, my God. And then he and I text each other and joked about it. John is everywhere. Yes. He, he's Uncle Johnny. Oh, so this is our... And this time you are directing and starring at the yeah, same time. Yeah, I was this one I didn't sorry. direct. I EP'd it, but okay. yeah, okay. but yes. So what has this whole experience been like doing the the, the Christmas movie? And oh my goodness, um, You've done several. And how did you yes. orchestrate this? Um, well, with the this one, you light up my Christmas. Uh, Lifetime and I've been in development for a couple of projects for a while now, and then um, they said we really want you on the air this year just bottom line and that, that that really meant a lot to me to have a network executive say that after this many decades you know in the, in the game, game. Right. and to top it off and we want you to be the leading lady we, you're, you're the star and you know you're not the friend you're not the boss you're not the sister you're not and so that that just really just did something for me of course it would um, and so they said, we have a script. We have this writer that we really like. She's got the script. Um, if you like it, let's put you in pre-production and, and go. And so I read it, and I, I loved it. We made some tweaks to it, and they said, great, go up to Vancouver. Here you go. And we had just this amazing six weeks up there, uh, 15 days in production. And we have this beautiful, amazing movie called You Light Up My Christmas. Wait, 15 days in production, but six weeks to... Edit, shoot, or... Yeah, so there was pre-production, you know, where you oh, were okay. casting and location shooting and wardrobe and designing the characters and all that. And then uh, they, they, by the time they saw the dailies, um, bits of, you know, the things that we had been filming, they said, oh, we love this. We're moving your production, your air date up two weeks. 
Okay. To December 1st, so the Sunday after Thanksgiving. How was it uh, being back with your cohorts and your It was fun. You know, it's not like we haven't been together since, you know, 88. I mean, we we certainly, we're we're sisters, and so we've seen each other over the years. Our our children know each other. Um, You know, again, we're all, you know. Is there a chat thread? Yes, there is, but the living single one is better. Alexander, she's really been killing it. I just had to say that while you were she's here. Great. Oh she's my amazing. god! Oh, Mrs. Mom. She's, yeah, I mean yeah. not just that, but she's, like she's, she's been doing a lot of dramatic roles. Listen, that Erica like. Alexander's been my hero for a long time, and yes. then she's like, "Oh, Kim Fields, please be quiet." Yeah. <laughs> she calls me Little Fields because she's you know much taller than me. But like my mind Erica is kind of Kappa, by the way. My she's from, that's right. She's from Philly. She's yeah, a Philly she's girl. Philly. Yeah. My, my mind is blown at the fact that there's a, yes. a, a living single group chat right now. Yes, I know. We actually thought about making all the inappropriate group chat. I mean, oh all the it's, inappropriate group chats. Of, oh well, you God. know ours. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, does Big Les ever drop in? Because, I mean, <laughs> not for nothing, but she she's a part. She is, but no. Okay, sorry. Nah. That's all right. Okay. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> but it was great um, being executive producer and being able to say to them, hey, guys, because I called each one after I got the go-ahead from, from Lifetime because I said to Lifetime, I'd really love to, you know, invite my sisters to be a mm. part of this because, you know, the holidays about family and, and nostalgia and memories. And I think it'd be a really cool look. And we'd had uh, we'd had two scenes in this ice skating rink. And I said, what if we, you know, kind of have them there as, as like this is their ice skating rink that they either own or manage and work there. And we call the ice rink Charlotte for Charlotte Ray. And so they were like, yes, go, please ask. And so I called well, We're talking one. about her fa- Facts of Life cast members, I was about to say, you're such a good sister. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, they said yes. And so we, and then I said to them, what kind of character would you like to play? You know, um, and, and here, here's our ideas for a story. You know, what, what, what do you think? Uh, and so it was really great to have them collaborate about their special appearances and things like that. And uh, like Lisa's character in the movie, she's named after Nancy's daughter. Wow. Um, N- Mindy wanted to name her character Rose for her grandmother. Um, there's a food drive component in the movie because N- Nancy said, I think that ca- uh, compassion and, and kindness are just something that people miss nowadays. Is that something you can put in your script? I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> sure. You know, and then we've got little fun inside jokes and things like Lisa mentions, you know, having a delivery from Edna's Edibles. And, <laughs> you know, so there's just a whole bunch of fun little touches there oh, in I addition to. A brilliant idea or someone's going to be in trouble. I, I was waiting for that. Oh, uh, you know what? <laughs> we, we, we tried a couple and it was like, oh, that one's too on reaching, the nose. It didn't feel reaching. as organic. Right. Yeah, exactly. But we did try. Okay. Yes. I see. So what? What is? Actually, before you go, I, you mentioned that you asked. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I just want to get this. I just, <laughs> All right, let's get right. I, I, no, I just, yeah. just want to ask this question before go. I lose it. You said you asked everybody else what kind of character they wanted to play. What kind of character do you want to play? Well, thank you. I played. Um, you mean in this movie? In any movie or in Period. general? Like yeah, what? Yeah. What's like, it? Actually, that wasn't my question. Oh, like, sorry. <laughs> no bucket listing. Like, is there anything that you haven't done that you wish to do? Absolutely. The ironic thing about being in the industry for over 40 years is that there's still a lot of characters that I have not played because I, number one, I started when I was a kid. So you only, you know, for a certain period of time, you can only play kid characters. Uh, And then um, being on long running shows, I mean, it's a blessing, but then you're those characters. So there's a lot of characters that I want to play. There's more genres that, you know, that that are being unearthed and created that I want to be a part of. So like the 
whole graphic novel world. Mm. I can't wait. There's something that you we're working on in there. We're, you know what? We love working together. I, and that's another thing with the, the whole reason why I asked my Facts Life sisters. I really have um, had a great track record, record working with a lot of great people. And so being able to ask them, you know, to be a part of something that I'm doing now, that's, that's, a, that's a great, you know, feeling to, to be able to do it. Don't. What, oh, Bill? No, I just remembered another story from your book. Oh, yes. That, um, tell it. Can you tell the story of when you were cast as Storm in X-Men? What? Oh, <laughs> you're so mean. Oh, you were so rude for that. It's, it's a great story, though. It's such okay, a wonderful story. So sometimes I don't read all the detail and stuff. I'll just gloss over it and be like, okay, I got it. It's a horrible thing. It's horrible. I know. Right. Horrible. Horrible. And so um, I got an audition uh, that came in. My manager says, um, have an audition for X-Men. And um, he sent me the information. And I was so excited. And they said, it's Storm. And I was like, oh, my God. Hallie's not going to do this anymore. What the hell's wrong with her? But oh, well. (laughs) One one man's trash, another man's treasure. I mean, I went through all the, you know, little colloquialism. So when I go into an audition, I really prep for it. And so I had my boots and I had my outfit. I mean, I was going in. And then I went to read um, where the location was for the for the audition. Turns out it was for a voiceover for the animated <laughs> series. You could have did it though, Pam. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't going nowhere. Storm was not available. <laughs> and if it was, they were not checking for your ass, Kim Fields. <laughs> But yes, I, I, I love creating characters. I absolutely do. And so, um, even, like tomorrow, I'm excited. We're dropping on uh, mylifetime.com as well as on their YouTube channel. We're dropping a short film called Designing Emma. And it's all about how we created the character for the Christmas movie. Uh, for hair, makeup, wardrobe, just everything. Designing Emma. Because that, again, I go back to our earlier conversation. I love creating characters. That's what drew me into this when I saw other people doing that as a kid. Um, so any any character I've not yet played. Um, I'm doing a, a, a new series at the top of the year. I can't, I can't tell you what it is just yet, but it's really exciting. Um, but in a way, it's still kind of uncharted territory, even though it's a comedy, even though it's, you know, certain things that I've done. There's still a great deal of it I haven't done. If I haven't done it, you can believe I'm probably going to say yes. Because I, I just I just love that, you know. And even with this character in this Lifetime movie, um, being able to um, play someone who is dealing with discovering, rediscovering, um, rekindling a romance, um, going after uh, the issues of family legacy, mm-hmm. uh, and dealing with your inner light, and, and you see everybody around you just kind of like numb as the new joy. And it's like, no, that's not, no, we, 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 have, we have another level of, of life and, and, and lifestyle and, and laughter and joy to tap into. And so that's a lot of, you know, what my character in this movie is. But really just anything I haven't done, I'm, I'm all in for. Wow. All right. Inspirational words from Kim Fields. Yeah. <laughs> Kim Victoria Fields. That's right. I see. Not Kimberly? Mm-hmm. No. Kim Victoria Fields. Wait, real quick. Well, there's two minor questions. Yes. Uh, now that Atlanta, which I assume is still your home base for now? Kind of, because we still, you know, have a place here. Har- Harlem is home. Harlem is where, you know, I dug in my heels. But go ahead. Okay. 
Well, now that Atlanta has upped its game and be sort mm-hmm. of the industry factor with mm-hmm. this with this giant mm-hmm. uh, studio system mm-hmm. in its backyard, um, do you think that will change at all for opportunities and as far as work is concerned with actors and, and production and... Well, a lot of cities have stepped up the game. I mean, just being in Vancouver for as long as we were there mm-hmm. and just all the work that's there, I'm like, oh, I'll be right back. I'm going to just go get my kids and my <laughs> bed. Hello, Vancouver, yeah. Oh, my gosh, I can't wait to do more stuff there and get a place there. I mean, it was it was ph- phenomenal. I loved it. Okay. Um, and Tyler's had other studios there, so this is not his first go round with this. And Marvel has, you know, set, set up there, and um, there's a Marvel lot. Marvel set up pro- in Atlanta. Yeah, hey, Tyler's. There's a, yeah, there's a lot of production Yikes. that's that's out there. Okay. Um, and and smaller companies who do a lot of movies, Swirl Films, they do about I don't know, Jesus, twenty movies a year or something. So a lot of production has been there, but, you know, an actor's life for the the most part is really the gypsy life. You know, you go where the work is. There's so much work in uh, Spain. There's work in Florida. I mean, it it really is just if you're able to have the lifestyle to commit to it. And our kids are great because they're like, yeah, we got a tutor. We're we're good. Where are we going? (laughs) All right. My last and this is my last random question, unless you have another one. I mean, are go you, ahead, go ahead. Is this question about Dear Michael and He Loves Me, He Loves Me Not at All? Wow. Sort of, but go ahead. You can go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. No, you first. I'll, I'll, I'll Man, back clean up. Man, if y'all don't answer this question because she a busy lady. <laughs> <laughs> all right, go first, Bill. Well, I, I mean, okay, yeah, you, you put out the, 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 these two singles. In, in, well, was it one single or two? I can't remember. Two singles. Two. Mm-hmm. Well, I wasn't sure if it was two releases or just. Right, yeah. an A but, and a B. Yeah. yeah. Um, he Loves Me and He Loves Me Not and Dear Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, can you explain how, how that all came about in 1984? Sure, sure. It's so funny because just yesterday I was telling Adrian, my leading man in um, uh, You Light Up My Christmas, uh, that the gentleman who wrote Got to Be There uh, wrote Dear Michael. Hal David. And Elliot Walensky. Elliot Wal- Elliot, uh, yes, yeah. Elliot Walensky. Okay. But Hal Davis also produced both of them and, okay. and the stuff with me. Uh, and so, you know, it's... it's um, the 80s, it was a time where everybody, if you were a teenager on TV, then you were making a record. I mean, it just, that oh. the 70s and 80s, just all the kids, Ralph Carter had one. <laughs> I mean, just Gary everybody. Gary Coleman, he had one too? Gary Coleman? Yes, he no. did. You don't remember that? You lie. Was, somebody swindled him, the cowboy guy. He, you don't remember that rap that Gary that Coleman did? No. I brought that 12 and I found it in Portland. I remember Alfonso Ribeiro's breakdance record. Nah, Gary Coleman did, he spent the last of his money on this rap record where he was like a rapping cowboy. I'm sorry for that okay. rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> I'm going to need you to not bring that up and because um, we were talking about when we were kids. Yes. So everybody, you know, was doing that. And this was also when um, 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 Thriller was, was popping was up. Yeah. And so, you know, he was about to win all the awards and everything. So the people at Motown was like, oh, you know what? We should redo Dear Michael, mm-hmm. and get somebody to sing it. Because remember, Michael did it first, and it was as if he was reading a fan letter. So they had the brilliant idea of what if we have someone that it's actually them and their fan letter. And at that time, I was just about the only black girl available around that was on TV, whatever. And it was like, you! Uh, and so they asked me to to do it, and and I did, and then that did so well beyond just kind of the gimmick of 
he's winning, you know, all these awards and this is, you know, a big deal. And and I could carry a tune. So they said, well, let's do a follow up single. And then that one blew up on the dance charts. And then it was like, wow. Was there ever any- I was performing at the Tropicana. What? So I was, what? <laughs> was there ever any, any thought to doing more music or? No. No, no I, was, I, was, I was good on it. Okay. Yeah. Until I did my, my smooth jazz spoken word, which is still one of just, yes. the, to, for, for me as an artist, truly one of the greatest things I've ever done as, as an artist. So. And impossible to find, by the way. Yeah, oh, it is. You know what? I, I, will, I will just send you the tracks. I can, okay. I can do that. That, that. Works. Yes. that works. That works. Yes. Solutions. <laughs> Wait, what am I child liver? I'm the, I'm the one that didn't ask. Stop it. Don't be like that. Don't be like that. <laughs> Don't close mouth. Come you on. You should have asked yes. first. Yes. Yeah. What, you want two copies of it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's only one link. Uh, and, once you open it, <laughs> and once you open it, that's it. <laughs> no, seriously, this is what I'm obsessed with finding out. Um, do you have a copy of that Jermaine Jackson paper mache bust? You are Jesus so Christ. funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not. Really? You didn't take it home from I the set not, or anything? No, no, nor do I have any of Regine's wigs. Next. Oh, but okay. did you keep anything from those sets? Either either Living Single or Facts of Life? Uh, no. Okay. None? No. Okay. Not even a Shireen doll? <laughs> Ooh, deep cut. No, I, no I, uh, sorry. Oh, deep. but you know what? No, um, from ben Living Single. No, wow, Ben Master Reggie. That is so funny. You are in, baby. He knows. Um, no, but when I, I, I did my morning. when I did my final episode of Living Single, uh, the prop guys gave me the um, large um, mug and saucer that Regine. I would always. I love drinking hot cocoa and tea and stuff, and so any chance I could in a scene, I would. And so um, they gave me that, and, and it says that. yes, and it says we'll miss you very much. We love you. So I do have that. Okay, so you properly given a send off. Yes. Not just came into work and saw the cake one day and was like, Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, no, that now that was planned, yes. That's uh, that's another yeah. episode of QLS. Well, Miss Fields, I appreciate you coming here finally. I finally this, baby, this is the we moment got we've all been done. waiting for. Hey Amir, yes. can I thank Kim? Can you pass this on to your mom, to yes. your sister? Yes. Thank you guys for your time and your energy yes. with us on these teams. Like, because even people forget, but Alexis, we were watching. She was yes. an era too. So that's right. I just want to thank you for that. I will for sharing. Tell her. It takes a lot. I will tell her. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you. On behalf of uh, the QLS fam, Sugar Steve. Uh, Is that your name? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to know why his name Sugar Steve? I'm dying to know why. <laughs> oh, okay. He ain't got the time. So look, <laughs> Steve. Steve has been engineering. Oh, hold, some hold on, the Burger King. I'll I'll tell the story. <laughs> I have diabetes. That's how I got the name. <laughs> Thank you for the story. And we have to and we have to wrap. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. Yeah. Is that real? That's yeah, for real, it's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, a, long, it's, it's a longer story, though. He became my engineer. Yeah. Amir gave him diabetes. Perhaps my, perhaps the, the my diet I, wasn't as savory as it is right now, and after three months of working with each other, Steve had to start getting insulin shots. Look, there was the world <laughs> best... <laughs> Yo, I never seen a spit. I never seen a spit take. I'm so sorry. I don't want to laugh. I swear I don't. But and as you see, no. he's drinking what sugar now. Yes, it's not yeah. sugar. He was my engineer for that like caffeine ain't good. Doing like the common records and the D'Angelo Voodoo records, and once he became my full time engineer, he sort of adapted to my diet. And we used to go to the best soul food spots in Philly. And then three months in that, did you get scrapple? 
that yes, everything. <laughs> yes. I'd like to take this truth. time to apologize to Michelle Huff and everybody who's waiting for Kim Bills right now. Anyway, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of Sugar Steve, Boss Bill, Unfaith Bill, uh, Fontigolo, I hope you do those cigarettes, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and like, yeah, Kim, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. This, this has been fantastic. This is Course Love signing off. We will see you uh, next time on the next go round of Course Love Supreme. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.